Queerly, beloved, we are gathered here today to join this here sissy with this here faggoty type boy. These two do promise to love one another till death do they part. To be beaten in back alleys, to be scorned by old lady Crenshaw, and to waive the legal recourse that a man and a woman would otherwise have in the event of uh, unfortunateness. Yep, this exciting Christopher Lowell free episode is about gay marriage. That union of fairy and turd burglar that many Christian worshippers seek to ban. But let's examine this closely, as there are several secular issues here as well. First off, let's define homosexuality. You're going to say, it's when no two queer boys get together and bump uglies. <sighs> Let me ask you, are your relationships only about sex? If so, you're generally considered a very shallow person. Just like straight people are attracted to the opposite sex for a variety of reasons, so are queers. It's not about the physical act of sex, it's about the type of people you find appealing and are capable of falling in love with. Yes, homosexuals fall in love with their partners just like straight people do. I would also like to point out that you probably cannot tell most gay people from looking at them. Yes, there are some flamers and bull dykes, but there's also good old boys that you'd easily mistake for them duke boys. And there's elegant feminine lipstick lesbians that you'd never mistake for them duke boys. Think about that. You've surely seen someone that you just knew was gay. I'd wager that more than half of all queers are not that obvious. So the next time you see someone that you just know is gay, realize that it's likely there's also someone normal-looking in that same room that is gay. They don't all broadcast it. Now, that's what homosexuality is. But here's something that it's not. It's not a choice. It is not considered cool, and no one chooses to be socially outcast, ridiculed, and physically abused. If you think it's a choice, you're not thinking very clearly on this. There is no reason to choose this. Society overall is very scornful of homosexuals. Now this goes against my charter for logically critical, so you should consider that I'm about to lie to you or that I'm possibly misinformed myself. But I'll point out that scientists are working busily trying to isolate the gay gene. They have done so successfully in some animals. Yes, there are gay animals. Why are scientists trying to determine if a lemur is gay? No, not all scientists are that lonely. But if you own a lemur breeding business, you want to make sure that all your males are interested in females and vice versa. You can put the rest in a separate pen and let them put on a play about pirates. Seriously, there is big business to ensure that all types of males and females will produce offspring. Why would animals choose to be gay? Simple. It's not a choice. Now the standard answer back to this should be something along the lines of, but those are animals. We're human and should aspire to be more than mere animals succumbing to our basic urges. My retort is, yep, you just said it. It's a basic urge that you have no control over. As a thinking animal, the choice we make is to ignore our instincts. But you can't control the urge. So by my logic, there are more fags out there choosing to be straight simply because there's no benefit in choosing to be gay. Unless you live in downtown San Fran in the 1980s, there was no benefit. I truly believe this being gay is a choice argument is just tactical misdirection and grasping at straws by people who just simply don't like fanny bandits. Let me ask you this. Did you, the straight listener, choose to be straight? If you did, then you're what we call a bisexual. If you're like the rest of us, you just do what your hormones dictate. 
I didn't choose to be straight. I just am. Queers didn't choose their lifestyle. I've known several fags, and they always say that they knew they were gay when they were a kid. Usually, either they themselves suppressed it because they recognized they were different and it was causing social problems, or their parents forced them to suppress it. You see, the choice is to pretend to be straight when you're actually gay, not the other way around. There's simply no benefit to being gay in today's society, and there are many detriments. Anyway, so I'm sure you've seen the commercials where the old blue-haired lady is bragging about how much her dead husband's funeral cost, and Social Security barely covered the cost of the mariachi band. So she begins talking about how great Lauren Green was in Bonanza and how she got supplemental life insurance from Mutual of Omaha, which came with some free stakes. What does an old bat and her husband's corpse have to do with queers? There's a joke in there somewhere. If you die, your spouse is entitled to at least a portion of your Social Security. So by denying fruits and dykes to marry, you're denying them the ability to care for each other should one of them die. You're denying them money that, were they a straight couple, they would be entitled to. Also, if you're married and your spouse dies, you have the legal right to claim most of their possessions. I don't mean you ka-ching, cash in. I'm referring to things such as being able to continue living in the house that you lived in for years with the now worm food spouse. If for some reason it wasn't in both parties' name, you have very little recourse. The state can legally kick out a queer because it doesn't recognize their union. I believe technically you could sue for palimony, but this means that you have to fight for a right that is given to straight couples. And if you know anything about the legal system, it's not just going to court one day and getting what's due to you. It's a costly, time-consuming battle, and you simply may not have the resources to continue the fight for as long as it requires. Also, the deceased's legal family may seek to take it away from the living spouse. If you throw children into the mix, obviously not from this couple, things can get really ugly. Now let's say that after years of dealing with his crumbs in the bed, gay person Bert finally agrees to marry gay person Ernie. This isn't legally allowed, so they find a gay-friendly church to perform a ceremony, but it's still not recognized by the state. Two years later, Ernie is involved in a serious wheat-threshing accident and has to go to the ICU. The hospital has the right to deny visiting privileges to Bert because he's not actually family. I've been to ICUs where they insisted on ID before you could enter. In this case, the person is spiritually the equivalent of their spouse, just not legally. How would you feel if you were legally denied the right to see your spouse because of how the state decided to define family? This could get particularly rough if Ernie's parents show up and they deny Bert from being there because they blame Bert for Ernie's gayness. Who do you think should have more say, your parents or your spouse? Now, to add insult to injury, Bert has a great job that provides great insurance for him and his spouse. But since the state doesn't recognize Ernie as his spouse, his insurance company doesn't have to extend it to Ernie. Now Ernie is in the ICU with huge hospital bills and no way to pay them. Homosexuals are denied the insurance rights that any straight couple would have. Here's an interesting point. Remember the First Amendment? The state shall make no laws respecting an establishment of the church? The church says that marriage is a religious institution, so they can define it however they want to. I couldn't agree more. However, open your 1040 booklet to the tax table next year. Notice that it's divided into two columns, single and married. 
This is the state blatantly recognizing a religious institution. Or, you could say that the state is recognizing a conceptual union of two people that is typically called marriage. If it is the latter, this would be legal, but then the church can only define marriage when performed inside the church. If it's the former, well, that's just a violation of the First Amendment. So maybe marriage isn't entirely a religious institution. Maybe it started out as a religious concept, but has evolved into something secular. Now, an integral part of marriage is family. If you argue marriage is a religious concept, does that mean that family is too? If I have a child out of wedlock, is that child still mine? Are we not a family, even if a non-traditional family? What if we got engaged, accidentally got pregnant, and then the mother dies in labor before we actually get married? Is the child still part of my family? If I marry someone who already has children, are her children considered part of my family? I'm trying to point out that a family is not defined by marriage and not by bloodlines. You can be a family even if you're gay. In America, the government affords certain rights within a family. This is a good thing. People who have families and homes tend, I just say tend, to be more responsible people. A gay family should be allowed those same rights. I wouldn't dare try to define family as a collection of people with the same last name or that share DNA. We don't even do that today. The definition is fairly tricky because it has so many exceptions. Therefore, from a governmental standpoint, the concept of marriage should be considered a legal union that has nothing to do with sexuality or family. One of the more basic issues I hear is that homosexuality is just wrong. It's okay to disagree with something. If you don't like it, fine. But this is legal discrimination, period. We find it unacceptable to treat women differently today. We're not supposed to treat someone differently because of their skin color. If you consider racism or sexism discrimination, but dislike homosexuality, you really need to consider all of those three things are equivalent. You're discriminating based on something that doesn't affect you and is only a single trait of that person. How is someone's choice of partners any different from the other two? Probably the most common answer I hear is that the Bible says it's a sin. Well, technically yes, it does. Technically, it says that two men are an abomination. It doesn't say anything about two women, so lesbians are not a problem. But in that same chapter of the Bible, it condones polygamy and slavery. We seem to have no problem ignoring those two rules of God's, so what's wrong with one more? Another common answer to what's wrong with homosexuality is that they're child molesters. My answer to this is, do you think most straight men sit around dreaming of molesting little girls? Yeah, some do, but the great majority of us do not. Fags are exactly the same. Yeah, there's some sickos. Check out your Catholic church. But just as straight men have no desire to molest children, neither do gay men. Homosexuality is about what sex a person you're attracted to and love, not their age. Child molesters have nothing to do with homosexuality. The two are independent. You can be one or the other or both, or neither. Now many people disagree with homosexuality because they say it damages family values and therefore damages society. It's not natural, they say, and must be outlawed. I have to make one very important point here. Homosexuality has been around for thousands of years. This is not a new issue. 
Society seems to be doing just fine. Don't think it's been around that long? I'll sort of prove it to you. The Bible says it's wrong. If you believe the word of God, why would God say thousands of years ago that it was wrong if it didn't exist? Therefore, the Bible acknowledges how old it is, if you go by the Bible. I would argue that something that damages society that slowly isn't very effective. This reminds me of a recently bad movie, War of the Worlds. The basic premise is that aliens come down to Earth and start killing people. If you were going to exterminate 7 billion creatures on another planet, would you just drop a few huge bombs on them, or would you pick them off one by one? Apparently, these aliens thought one by one would be more effective. And guess what? It didn't work. They're all dead. Had they just wiped us out with bombs, it would have been over in a matter of hours, and they would have won. They still might have died, though. So if fags are injuring society, they really need to reconsider their tactics, because they're moving so damn slow, they might as well string up some gerbils and, uh, I forget that. I've also heard gay marriage could injure society by being a gateway to polygamy, which is marriage between more than two people. Not bigamy, which is similar, but is one person having multiple marriage ceremonies with multiple people who usually don't know about each other. It's getting married to someone and then going off to another state, usually, and getting married to someone else. Polygamy is basically a harem. Well, since Christians usually say this, I'll restate that polygamy is condoned in the Bible. Almost all the men in the Bible had multiple wives. But polygamy isn't allowed today, at least not in my state. But to me, the issue is that two straight people can get married and they get certain benefits. Why does it matter what type of people they are? Having multiple people married and whether that damages society is a completely separate issue. Gay marriage is exactly like straight marriage except for the sexual part, which I don't think should be a defining aspect of marriage. Polygamy is a very different and separate issue. One does not cause the other. Any argument you make that gays hurt society is based on your dislike for them and not based on any actual facts. No matter what study or statistic you quote, Realize this. They've been here forever, and most people are still straight. Therefore, they're not very effective at damaging society. As for family values, define family values. What family values are being damaged? Love? No, dykes can love one another. Procreating? Well, that's not a requirement of a family. But if it is, let's arrest anyone who adopts children and send anyone with a narrow urethra to prison. Well, some define it as a husband and wife that raise children. Yes, that would be damaged, but as I just pointed out, giving birth is not a requirement to a family. Also, that's saying that there's no family value in being brothers because they're two men. Hmm. Only thing different in gay marriage is how they have intercourse. So by using the family values argument, you're really saying sexual values. Is that really what you want to define as the most important aspect of marriage? I strongly contest that just because you disagree with something doesn't mean it should be outlawed. Hell, if we did that, I'd outlaw people who couldn't think critically. And I'd do it on the basis that they're damaging society far worse than gay marriage. Because of people not thoroughly thinking things through, we've got a high divorce rate because people marry based on some short-term excitement and it eventually fades. You end up with people ignoring actual proven methods of medication in favor of some herb that has shown no reliable results, or worse yet, rely on praying for healing. Due to lack of critical thinking, America wastes money that could be spent on something much more useful, 
Instead, we have to pay our politicians to argue about whether gay marriages should be allowed. Which is also interesting, because most of our politicians probably are not gay. Isn't that similar to white men voting on whether black men have voting rights? You can pick anything you don't agree with and say that it's corrupting society. iPods cause people to be less friendly to strangers, because iPod users are in their own world and can't hear the neighborly, hello, spoken to them. The Americans with Disabilities Act is bad because now the handicapped are freely moving about society, making people feel uncomfortable and awkward as they are forced to deal with the cashier at Eckerd who has cerebral palsy. It also increases construction costs because things have to accommodate a more diverse type of people. Toy surprises and Cracker Jack prevent children from fully enjoying their caramelized popcorn. Instead, they focus on the prize at the bottom. This trains them not to be happy with what they've got but always ask for more. Thus, generations have grown up and can never be content in life. Thank you, Cracker Jack and your stupid dog, Bingo. Think about this. If you're against gays, wouldn't you want them to marry? They can't reproduce if they marry each other. If they suppress their desires and go into a straight marriage, there's a chance that they'll have children and pass on their gay genes. Or, at the very least, influence their children to be gay-friendly. Thus, by going into a straight marriage, they're ensuring their survival until a less homophobic day arrives, and it will eventually. If you're against fags, you should be in favor of gay marriages. You're taking out two at a time. I've also heard one very interesting take on homosexuality that Christians really won't like. You could consider gayness helpful, and that it's helping to thin out humanity's numbers. I don't think anybody would disagree that we've got a population explosion. Just ask H.R. Giger after looking at his painting, Birth Machine. So homosexuality could be considered a very natural effect of the population explosion. Maybe it's intentionally trying to lower humanity's numbers. This is purely anecdotal, but it's an interesting story nonetheless. I used to be friends with a married gay couple. I mean, a man and a woman. Both were gay. They married each other purely for the rights I've just mentioned. They didn't even live in the same state, and they freely saw other people. They were gay. They weren't interested in each other. They were just fag and lesbian who were friends and got married only for the benefits. So even if you try to deny them their rights, they're going to find loopholes in it. Last time I checked, there was no accurate test to determine if two people actually loved each other. So how can you prevent people from doing this? Hell, straight couples do it too. I encourage more homosexuals to enter this practice if gay marriage is not allowed. By all means, make a complete mockery of the religious institution of marriage. Maybe after that, Christians will be more receptive to a gay-friendly union just to keep them out of their private club and to preserve what they think marriage should be. I just feel that there are many secular ramifications to denying gay marriage that many people aren't thinking about. I think that in America, everyone should have the same rights, and arbitrarily excluding homosexuals is a step backwards for freedom. Hey, here's a joke. What's worse than a lobster on your piano? Crabs on your organ. Visit our website at logicallycritical.com. Send feedback to podcast at logicallycritical.com.